Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is the Scummy Mummies podcast. Scummy Mummies podcast. It's me, Helen Thorne. And it's me, Ellie Gibson. And we are joined by the fabulous Viv Groskop. Welcome, Viv. Yay! Yay! Welcome to me. Woohoo! <laughs> Welcome to you. Oh. We are so excited to have you on the board. There's lots of exciting reasons that we're excited about today's this podcast. Is super aren't there? exciting. It is. And we are not in Ellie's lounge room in Forest Hill yep. on the DFS couch. We are al fresco. That's right. <laughs> you say that. Alfresco in a portaloo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Basically, we're all hiding in a portaloo at, uh, at, at the Latitude Festival, mm. which is very exciting. So there's, a, there's a wonderful aroma coming from Helen and I. Yes. This is day three. Whereas, Viv, you're staying off-site, I'm aren't you? I'm very cunningly staying off-site. Yeah. I'm yeah. really enjoying the festival. I, not, I bet you're not at this moment. <laughs> sandwiched between two no, women who are staying on-site. No, this is my festival highlight. I'm breathing in and yeah. I'm taking in... Three days worth of actually being here just by being in your company. Welcome to the country. (laughs) No, oh. Good. So, uh, yeah, so that's one reason to be excited. Reason number two to be excited, Helen. It's our one year anniversary. That's right. What do you give each other on a one year anniversary? What is that? Is it paper? Paper. paper. Well, you've got a running order. That's it. We've got a running order here. We've done that. Let Let me start off by introducing Viv. Um, Viv is a journalist, a writer, comedian, artistic director, a Downton Abbey fan, mother of three, and author of our favourite book. Yes, in mm-hmm. fact, author of... Yeah, the... you haven't read very many books. Well, <laughs> to be Correct. honest with you... <laughs> author of a book which we have read, yes. or at least started. Well, this is it. We, we, had, we had, a on our first ever podcast, so, so when we started doing the podcast, I think we, we took it, we took ourselves quite seriously, and we, we were did, like, we're yeah. going to make wonderful radio, and it's going to be very cultural, and we should have a book review. Oh, book review, yeah. <laughs> which we called, we've read a book, because we were just so pleased that we both managed, to, like yours was yeah. the first book we have actually both managed and to finish. a year later, it still is. It is yeah, the only the book, book we've ever reviewed. The book yeah. review <laughs> of the book. Yeah. So I'm thinking every year on this date we should talk about your book. Either of you or this year have got you on perhaps next year. Perhaps next year the podcast will just be you reading out the book. I don't know. That's Uh, that's my show. Yeah. Spoiler alert. So we're very excited to have you on the podcast because it's like the wheel has come full circle. Yes, that's it. Hasn't it? A lovely arc. 
Yeah. The cheese wheel. The cheese yeah. wheel. That's it. A big brie of entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we aim for. Um, and uh, Viv is here at the uh, Latitude Festival, as is Ellie performing. Um, what did you perform in, Ellie? I didn't really perform. I just talked. You talked. Uh, I was on a video games panel yesterday for in the New Statesman uh, for the New Statesman in the literary tent. That's okay. right. That's that's how smart I am. Um, and we should say thank you to the New Statesman who have kindly lent us this porter cabin mm. to record the podcast in. <laughs> We've got a bunch of flowers. I'm going to thank them for this. <laughs> <laughs> We're on sweaty chairs in a, in a shipping container. Never mind. But we've got free crisps. We've got free Pepsi Max. This yeah. is, as far as Helen and I are concerned, I don't know how what well, you're used to, Viv. This, this is the highlight. <laughs> So should we talk about the book then? To yes, yes, let's, let's do The book. That book. Um, so Viv, you've written a book. <laughs> yes, Woman in Literacy Shocker. Um, yes, I wrote a book uh, called I Laughed, I Cried. Uh, and it is now subtitled uh, One Woman, A Hundred Days and the Mother of All Challenges. Oh, I like it. Uh, previously had another subtitle. <laughs> editions it came out last year and now the new paperback is out mm-hmm. um, which has a new cover which somebody's told me looks like a Tracy Beaker book uh, which is <laughs> oh, nice did you unfriend uh, them after uh, that? no I actually agreed with them <laughs> I kind of fought against it but my my fight was in vain um, yeah so I wrote this book and it's about doing 100 gigs and 100 nights in mm-hmm. an attempt to figure out whether I could and should try to be a stand up oh, comedian yeah whilst having uh, three children and a husband who hates stand-up comedy. Um, I wrote it more as like an experiment of can you do something completely different later in life, Mm. especially when you've got kids and responsibilities. And for me, that was what it was really about, Mm. and it just happened to be set in the world of comedy because Mm. that was the thing that I had always wanted to do. So it's kind of about whether you can revisit dreams and crazy ambitions that you've had when you were much younger mm. and, and it's nice to hear the raw honesty of both the performance but also the home life as well like you go into even detail about what you feed your kids for dinner and that was really reassuring because like I feed them Nutella sandwiches and pizza and fish fingers and I'm not doing a hundred kids in a row this is very reassuring so that 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 is great because you, you feel the whole detail it isn't just about like a Lance Armstrong you know I've achieved this it was dream believe achieve like you presented every detail in that yeah and that that was really really fascinating yeah when I when I decided I was going to do when I decided I was going to do it that was one thing Mm. and then afterwards I had to decide whether I was actually going to write about it and make make it all public Mm. and so when I was doing it I kept a diary of all of these moments like my kids sort of pressing their noses up against the window and going don't go mommy <laughs> and uh, my I've just watched this brilliant um, film called Punchline um, with Tom Hanks in it and um, oh, I remember the name of the actress in a minute but um, there's this, she is in this situation where she's got two kids and husband and she's leaving them every night to do stand up and her husband is John Goodman and he shouts down the street after her nobody find this woman funny <laughs> and that did 
didn't actually happen to me, but it was like that. Did he say it in his eyes, though? <laughs> exactly. And my kids were like that. Nobody laugh at this woman. Yeah, and also, I didn't want to be saying, oh, and then I uh, tried uh, the size 4 nappy uh, on my 12-month-old child. And I found that Huggies were much better than Pampers. You know, I didn't, well, I didn't Which want is to the wrong way around, actually, yeah, by well, the way. It depends on the gender of the child. Oh, oh, that's it. oh yeah. good tip there. Yeah. Um, Let's move on. That was almost parenting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Move so on. I, I wanted it to show the minutiae of what it's like when you're having to do a day job. Because this is a thing that lots of people are having to do now, is mm-hmm. do a day job, but the day job is either doomed, or they don't want to do it doomed in the recession, mm. or they don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. And then they're having to do another job out of hours, which they're sort of training at. Yeah. Like, how do you manage to feed your kids and put them to bed on time and get them to their activities and all those things? Yeah. So I wanted to get in a flavour of that. Yeah. Without totally geeking out and being sponsored by Mothercare. Although (laughs) I am open to sponsorship by Mothercare. We are so open. Yeah. Ernest and Julio Gallo are our target number one (laughs) sponsors, aren't they? Um, They've yet to reply to our emails. Um, (laughs) We're going to target Jacob's Creek now, then. So, so you published a book. It was a big hit. Oh, you said, oh, you're leaving a gap there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Keep talking. It was, big, it was a big hit. Question mark. <laughs> um, yeah, it was. It, I mean, it, it got brought out in a second edition, so that's great. Oh, fantastic. And um, yeah, and it turned into um, a show unexpectedly. In that, I kind of realised last year that. I could go and perform something connected to it at mm. Edinburgh so I very ambitiously took a two night run oh. <laughs> um, so I performed it for two nights and I didn't realise that anyone was going to be reviewing it because I probably wouldn't have done it then I would have been really embarrassed but it did get reviewed and it got a five star review <gasps> and so I was like oh my goodness maybe in its slightly shambolic terrible state it is actually a show so I'm bringing it back again this year this uh, August and um, I'm doing it for two weeks with Freestival La Favorita La Favorita Freestival lovely which is a new part of the Free Fringe Ah. Um, yeah are you, are you taking the kids to Edinburgh? Or are you gonna... uh, they're going to come in the middle bit. I'll be there yeah. for two weeks and they'll come for about five days. Because that's what Helen and I, because we want to take our show to Edinburgh maybe next year or the year after and we're trying to work out how, what on earth we're going to do. saving up £10,000. Right. Yes, yeah. good. Write this down, Helen. Okay, quick. Save up £10,000. <laughs> yeah. Uh, work out how you will not do any other work for a month. Yeah. Um, okay. Tip. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and work out how you'll have childcare for the whole of the time that you're there. Yeah. It's not like it's... summer holiday with Cliff Richard, is it? Really. Yeah. <laughs> um, now you're. We're at Latitude. Are your family with you here today? They are. Yes. Um, although, as previously mentioned, we are staying off-site. Very nice. Um, unlike you and your family. <laughs> Scumbags. She said, reach, reaching for her clothes peg. <laughs> um, yeah. And my daughter had her eighth birthday yesterday. So oh, very nice. Fun. Yeah. No, they're loving it here. They basically are completely uninterested in all of the children's activities and the faraway forest <laughs> and all the amazing flower fairies and the extraordinary entertainments, and they yeah. just want to to partake of the retail opportunities. Oh, so, how many flower bands have we got? Uh, for about four. Very and, nice. Um, you can never have too it's many. Every two seconds. Oh look, they've got donuts. Oh look, they've got Mr. Whippy. Oh look, yeah. they've got foot long hot dogs. 
it's it's all become quite sort of consumerist yeah it is my kids are just going I want that it's the only thing I want and then they'll have it and it'll break and they go but I said I wanted a balloon no I wanted this so yeah my kids are also massively conservative Mm, I wonder what that says about the parents (laughs) they think the music is really really loud right and everyone everyone looks really wasted So, and you're doing your show here? Yes, I'm performing this evening at 8.45 in the literature tent. Lovely. Oh. Yes. And will you be signing copies afterwards? Well, I will, but in my experience, um, <laughs> that's not going to take very long. <laughs> it may take zero minutes. <laughs> but yeah, I'll go and sit on my own in the bookshop for a while. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Yeah. So since you've done your 100 gigs, how many more gigs have you done? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know because I stopped counting. Thing after time. The thing is, I think nobody cares apart, apart from you. So yeah, yeah. If you don't really care, then don't no, care. No, that's it. But some people really get off on counting. Yeah. Oh, I hate yeah. those people. <clears throat> so, Ellie's oh like, my God, you count on your gigs. I can tell you sort of personally yeah, well counting. I did, I started a little notebook um, when I started stand up. And weirdly, I didn't sort of think about it, but when I got to the hundredth gig, it was exactly the last space on the large on the last page, and I found that so incredibly satisfying <laughs> that I think there's something wrong with me. Like it was one of the best things that had ever happened to me. So, <laughs> so, so I'm you, yeah, I do. I like. I like. So yeah, I think that says a lot about our d- different personalities. Yeah, it? yeah. <laughs> running all of that I've put together with some kind of unidentified yeah. stain on it, but um. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's what keeps us together. Exactly. Really. The difference. How do you, how do you, I know you will have covered this in previous podcasts, but how did you two meet? Um, oh. Well, we met on Ellie's second gig at a place called the Big Red Bus. Oh, okay. So you met through comedy. Yeah. Right. And um, so we both did jokes about our tits and vaginas, basically. Um, and Not each I'm, other's, our own. <laughs> that would be really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I've just met you and I'm yeah. going to make a joke about your vagina. <laughs> comical check her out Um, um, so we both did jokes about parenthood and then afterwards we're having a beer together and we realised that we both lived in Forest Hill okay and we're both parents and I was like I like you and I like your stuff Uh, and we met up I like you but I'm not like that (laughs) no I'm holding a beer and you're like not since university no that's right (laughs) (laughs) so um, so we met up for a beer a couple of weeks later because we thought look we both have small kids let's do some comedy writing together and then we realised that our sons were born 11 days apart by the same midwife <gasps> mm. I know make a joke about both our vaginas yeah because um, she's seen it all um but anyway so that's it and then we just really hit it off and we got really drunk together one night um and decided that we should you know do comedy together and then ellie i think emailed me in june last year saying let's do a podcast and, and that's, that's a year on that's it here, you are. here we are thank that's, you yeah <laughs> have, very you, and have you had that midwife as a guest no but she she likes us on facebook so yeah. we should get her on one step closer yeah. Yeah. yeah it'd be nice to get her back actually are you going to write a follow up to I laughed I cried um, I would like to not be the last book writer of my own books with this book right yes. as you can tell I'm a real master <laughs> I'm very eloquent um, by which I mean I would like this to not be the last book I write yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't think I can write an actual follow up to this book right. unless yeah. I become Michael McIntyre mm. <clears throat> perhaps not literally 
That would be a very that interesting would be a really good oh, I think you'd look nice in a navy suit. Though, really. <laughs> yeah. Very expensive navy Prada suit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah so I hope I'll write. I'm probably going to write some more non-fiction. I hope. Um, and yeah, I would love to one day write the. Um, Oh, here I am writing this in the dressing room of the O2. Oh, and you know, to think back all those yeah. years ago. One million gigs. Yeah. Oh, I, I remember sitting in a porter cabin with these awful women. Yeah. Where are they now? Yeah, sandwich. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to write that book, yeah. but I don't think I'm quite in that place just yet. What? Have you thought of doing like another hundred thing? Like you could go windsurfing for a hundred days. Well, I've got my idea for your children's book that you could have like a guest because you've done like Viv does a hundred gigs and then you could say if if Viv was in a forest she could collect a hundred twigs or if she was on a farm she could <laughs> we talked about this Helen you said you weren't going to say this a hundred gigs and then no. No. if she was dancing in Ireland no. she'd do a hundred jigs no. Viv I love this I love it <laughs> I know it's so I'm very sorry it. so hang on I, if, she was, if she was out at the pub she could have a hundred sings alright that's enough that's quite <laughs> I think I think it's time now. I could become an archaeologist and do a hundred digs. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I love it. She's on it. I love it. Don't doubt my genius. I, I, I think it's extremely entertaining for me. Yes, and I'd love to collect a hundred twigs <laughs> and do a hundred jigs and smoke a hundred I'm not sure if the public's ready for it. Right. All right. We'll self-publish then. Yeah, yeah. self-publish definitely. And well, yeah, Kindle hit. single. Yeah, it's a E-book. Kindle single. <laughs> A series of a hundred singles. As I say, it's uh, it's been a wonderful year, but I'm afraid this is the last Scummy Mummies podcast featuring me, Ellie Dixon, uh, Viv Groskop, and Helen Thorne will be launching their own Things That Rhyme With Eggs podcast next week. Good luck with that, ladies. Uh, I'm going to go and kill myself. Bye. Figs. Oh, that was my one. I gave you that one. That wasn't even your one. That was my one that I said yesterday. We talked about this and we agreed you would not embarrass us in front of a proper guest. I love it so much, though. Anyway. Okay, Have you finished? Is yeah. it all out of your system? Because I don't want to carry on with this. I am mentally going through the alphabet. <laughs> yeah, I know okay. you are. I can see it in your, in your little Australian face thinking you're hilarious. Right, okay. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, we, I guess we should move on to the next um, question. I think we should. Question while I, you know, do some pelvic floors and wipe my eyes. Oh, oh, I, I, I'll go back to my Radio 4 voice. Mm. Voice. Voice. voice um, about your um, worst... <laughs> Because you're doing a show in Edinburgh, I was doing like a segment or plug. I host uh, a chat show called The Night I Die. So I interview someone Mm -hmm. and I encourage them to talk about the highs and lows of their performing career, basically. Yeah. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. We've done it with authors. We've done it with comics. Um, we've, we've just done it with this amazing man called Richard Holloway, mm-hmm. who is the former Bishop of Edinburgh. And he's, oh. no, he's in his 70s. He's known as the Bishop who stopped believing. And he literally mm. woke up one day and thought, do you know what? I just don't really believe in God anymore, so I better stop being the Bishop. Oh. And he's done it, oh, obviously, because he's been a preacher all his life, he's done loads of performing. Mm. And since then, he's uh, become an amazing writer. His books are incredible. Uh, and he does lots of performing as a writer. So we had mm. him on talking about the night I died and it all went very dark and spiritual and he talked about Jesus being the first stand-up comedian Um, that was amazing (laughs) somebody afterwards said "Um, you know he said that Jesus was a good stand-up comedian but I didn't think any of his jokes were funny he used to do mainly knock-knock stuff didn't he yeah yeah Yeah. that and limericks I never liked it myself So we're doing it for five uh, shows in Edinburgh between the 11th and the 15th of August at Bob and Miss Behaves Bookshop. Well, Helen, have we... Uh, we cracked that nut. We have we? cracked that nuts. one of our catchphrases. Yeah, Very I proud have, of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's really original. It's <laughs> sweeping the nation. Yeah, it is. Helen Thorne says, crack that nut. There's t-shirts out there at Lassitude as well. So we did do a book review on our first podcast and um, we haven't done one since because we haven't read hardly we haven't read any books basically not really no um, so uh, I think read, now I think the, the phrase that you're looking for is you already read the best book that's yeah, right after that's you it. read your book we were like we never read, need to read a book again because no book can possibly top <laughs> I laughed I cried yes yeah. So we thought we'd have some book chat, didn't yes, we, Helen? That's chat. it. So, so this year, Viv, you were the artistic director of the Bath Literature Festival. So you will have read more books than one. Yes, you'd think. Yes. Um, <laughs> no, unfortunately, I have read a great, great many books. <laughs> so this job came up and I applied for it. Um, little realising quite how much work it would be Um, but it was very exciting it was great so it's a 10 day festival 20,000 audience 150 events 200 authors Um, was this on the job description when you applied for it oh yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) you didn't Um, just say chuck a couple of books in a wigwam good luck yeah Sell your own collection of second-hand books at twenty p each. <laughs> I would be good at that. But yeah, great books. Oh, Olivia Lang, uh, I think, is a fantastic uh, writer, non-fiction writer, and her book, The Trip to Echo Springs, is mm-hmm. all about drinking. Oh, It's a story of six American writers mm-hmm. and why 
they all had drink problems and how it fed into their work and how it oh. fueled their work but also doomed their work. I've and heard of this book. It's, it's meant to be really, really fascinating. Great. She's brilliant. Uh, and we had lovely Patrick Barkham who mm. is here as well at Latitude. I think he's just done his show yesterday in his Badger onesie. Uh, his book is called Badgerlands and it's all about the badger and why people want to protect it why they don't and how it's this peculiarly British thing oh I don't know if I want to protect badgers I've never thought about it Helen, do you, do you want to protect oh, badgers? I was a big fan of Wind of the Willows as a child, so oh. yes. I thought because you're from the country, you might be like, no, they're vermin. No, no, well, I, I, I find all English creatures very yeah. cute because everything. English creatures, please show me your passport. Whether to find you cute or not. No, I like to think of as like for Dudley old badger in Wind in the Willows, you know, the BBC series from the 80s, like going, oh, toad. <laughs> so, yeah. I didn't realise it was from Perth. <laughs> Australia? No, they didn't bring them out Badger on the ships. Badger-free zone? Yeah. Wow. So, they, you know, you're paradise, Ellie. Well, there you go, non-Badger fans. <laughs> Book yourselves a flight. <laughs> I'm trying to think. So, those two good non-fiction reads, good fiction reads... Oh, uh, can I just recommend things that I... Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. So, we have not had this person at Bath, but I really hope we will get her at Bath. Um, it's Elizabeth Gilbert, who wrote oh, Eco yeah. Love, oh. which is quite a controversial book in that not very many... A lot of people didn't like it, but it sold you know, millions of copies and it was made into a film with Julia Roberts. Mm. And it's this whole story of how she took a year out of her life after her divorce mm. and went to eat loads of food in Italy pray in an ashram in India and then fall in love in mm. Bali I don't think that's a spoiler alert um, <laughs> if it is don't put it in the title of your book <laughs> um, and she has spent I think must be a good sort of five or six years writing this amazing novel called The Signature of All Things mm. which is about a female Darwin in the oh. 19th century she's in this wealthy f- uh, family in Philadelphia mm-hmm. and is the only child and is educated like a boy yeah so she grows up with all of these expectations only to discover no you are a lady <laughs> you are not allowed to do anything is that King Julian um, <laughs> is that King Julian from yeah, Madagascar that oh I love King Julian yeah. oh Maurice yes, no, no. uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's absolutely brilliant oh wow yeah it's really good so let's talk about holiday reading do you do you like to read like proper books on holiday or do you, do you have like guilty pleasures that you say for when you're um, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a fascist about this oh, question okay. actually um, because I feel I'm just about to go I'm doing a Radio 4 thing about um, holiday reading at the moment so I've been thinking about it a lot and I get really annoyed that people feel like it should be this special thing mm-hmm. and it's really just you just should read whatever books you like mm, yeah. and I think it's really sad that a lot of people if you ask them, oh, yeah, well, who do you like to read? What books do you like to read? They just don't really know what to say. Mm. And it's become this whole almost quite snobby thing of, oh, yes, well, um, this year's Gone Girl is this. And that's what you should be reading because it's what everybody's reading. Are you not reading what everybody's reading? And it becomes, you know, if you haven't read The Goldfinch by Donna Tartt or whatever, then, oh, you, you can't have an opinion. Right. Whereas yeah. I just think people should read more of the stuff that they really like. Mm. So what I tend to read on holiday is backlist. So I will find an author that I really like, and then I'll make sure that I've read everything that they've written. Mm. You know, and that could take a few holidays. Yeah. yeah. Um, depending on on who they are, I'm trying <laughs> to think of the last. So I discovered recently this guy called Tim Parks. 
um, who wrote an amazing uh, book about meditation. Now I sound really hippie. Mm. And then I suppose in the last few years I've discovered people like um, Anne Patchett. You know, I love Anne Patchett. She wrote Bell Canto. Mm-hmm. You're all looking totally like, I say it's a oh. bad drink. <laughs> we're just going to look permanently glowing. No, no, I, 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 I read a lot of Australian books. I sound a bit like Oh, uh, okay. Like yeah. Tim, Tim Winton. Oh, Tim Winton. I saw him speak recently and he oh, was amazing. Tim Winton's yeah. extraordinary and... Uh, Christoph Chalkus. Oh, I, I love Christoph Chalkus. He's amazing. Yeah, so that's a yeah. So holiday reads. Yeah, mm. don't don't be dictated to. That's what mm. I would say. Mm. Read what you want to read. Take that, Richard and Judy. Yeah, yeah. Up <laughs> totally. yours. Yeah. I my favourite holiday books so are. Have you ever read any Lee Child books? Oh, you see, that's too scary for me. Oh, my dad could take that on holiday. Yeah, then he, then he read ten, them. <laughs> and he no. has written about seventy books. Yeah, no, there's yeah. loads of them. There's, and they're all exactly the same. <laughs> about this guy called Jack Reacher, who's an ex-military policeman, and he basically just goes out and he's into video games. people up. It's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it makes it makes quite a nice change, you know. Yeah. But I know that if I take a Lee Child book, I know what I'm getting, mm. and it will be sort of. I'm pleasantly violent in quite a satisfying way. Yeah, you see, this avenue of life has been closed to me because I get very scared. Oh, well, yeah, it's not real, you know. So so it's not the never-ending story. No, to me, though, I live it like it's real. I can't stand right. it. I could never read a Lee Child book. I know oh. that I couldn't. Yeah, yeah. And now, I'm, I'm slightly worried about that because I've recently seen a load of American films which I wouldn't for review which I wouldn't necessarily have gone to see mm. and they were all incredibly violent people coming right up and shooting somebody's face oh, off God. and then you see everything mm. and I'm just going oh that's awful <laughs> so I should do something about this I should be writing a very short letter to the Radio Times yeah, I just thought oh, soon I'm going to be completely excluded from culture yeah because I, I get too frightened well I, I don't know what to say to you, really. I'm, 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 I'm the same. I can't watch if anything scary. Like, Bill wanted to watch the new Fargo series, which is meant to be fantastic, but it is too violent, and there's just the sound of, like, stabbing or anything like that. I can't... Yeah. I, I won't sleep. I, I take it to... Like, it's yeah, happening to I me. I have got... Since I... It's a cliche, but so since I've had children, <laughs> I can't cope with um, things about missing or dead children. Yeah. That I can't cope Whereas with. That's the line. Oh, that most of it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Twin Peaks, sitcom, I thought. Sitcom. <laughs> Uh, um, how old are your kids, Viv? Uh, they're three, seven, and ten. Oh no, they're three, eight, and ten. Oh yes, the big birthday. birthday yesterday. And do you read with them, or what's your sort of relationship with? Are they booky? Oh, I don't want them to read. <laughs> um, <laughs> my eldest, yeah, well, he's ten, so it'd be a bit weird if he couldn't read yet. Um, no, fair enough. <laughs> he, he loves to read, and I just let him read, you know, whatever he wants to, yeah. largely. Which is, at the moment, there's lots of books about submarines. <laughs> Uh, Vera is yeah she's eight and she's just really getting into reading you know her own stuff and obviously Jack is the third child so I struggle to even remember his name yeah that's what will will make him good though when we bumped into you the other day you were on the way to the Gruffalo (laughs) tent did you find the Gruffalo oh no I think I might have imagined it or possibly um, just bribed the children with the promise of it but there's a Gruffalo thing there's a sign saying Gruffalo out there somewhere but there's always the promise of a gruffalo yeah, yeah that's there's it there's always the promise my husband promised me a gruffalo no, last night not a sniff are the Julie Donaldson books hits <laughs> Australian. sorry everyone <laughs> hey. the Australian 
<laughs> a Gruffalo just walked in. Helen's murdered him. He's still alive. For the benefit of anyone listening. Oh, Helen. That was a two millimetre earwig. <laughs> Travelling at about one mile an hour. Which, the killing. We acted as if it was, uh, what do you call those red spiders in Australia? Redback spiders. Yeah, it acted as if it was a red spider. It was a threat. It was a threat. Helen Thorne, I've never seen you move so fast in your life. That was astonishing. I knew you never leave a chair, but there we go. Oh, thanks for taking that on. There we are. Sorry about that. This truly is the countryside edition. Yes, it really is. Coming months. Oh, that's right. I think we should start rounding up. I can't take any more insects coming in here. Australians saying about you know what the country's like it's full of trees and full of <laughs> what as in, as in people who live in the country are oh. you know what the country's like full of trees full of oh I see I'm, I'm not that's trees. not such a popular expression in this country no, I feel like no. I'm not as I don't think David Cameron says that about um, what's that place he lives in Chipping Norton I don't know I don't yeah. follow his movements no uh, <laughs> Well, on that yeah. bombshell, um, I think... Uh, it was certainly a bombshell for the year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, Ewing. Uh, I think it's time for the Scummy Mummy Confessions. Hooray! Hooray! Uh, Helen, would you like to kick us off? Uh, I killed an earwig. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. pretty scummy. Um, well, I haven't brushed my children's teeth for three days. That's a nice start, a little little taster. But um, no, yesterday my daughter was dancing around the tent and I could tell she needed a poo. And I said, oh, look, I'll take you the loo. She's like, no, 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 no. Um, <laughs> she went too unlimited. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, pooping. Um, so instead she walked around and pooed next to some people next to their tent. Oh, oh no. <laughs> so wait, were the people, because the people, in, were they in the tent? They no, they were sitting outside the tent and then Matilda oh. sort of, you know, goose-stepped next to them. Uh, did her business and I don't know what did she be eating I think it was the blue slushy from the night before but it was bright green oh, oh nice so um, that was country living for us that's um, nice that latitude and we also ate some chips off the ground oh. our own chips that we dropped but you know they are chips so that's I'm not sure reason. that helps yeah, no really. so that, that was pretty our scummy adventures and uh, yeah. yeah it's pretty nice really what about you, Viv? Have you got a scummy mummy confession? Um, yeah, I got one of my children to poo near where some people were eating chips off the ground. Tasty. Brown sauce. No, just making my husband do everything. Oh, and yeah. All of the is he having a really good time? Is he? Is he? Does he like a festival, Simon? Uh, no, he's not a big festival fan. No. <laughs> um, no, it's not just now that I make him do everything. It's okay. All of the time. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I got accused of treating my husband like a roadie at the Caversham Festival and I didn't really have a, a, a comeback. <laughs> we say, what do you mean? Just because I made you drive here and unload the car and look after our child and then load the car and drive it home again? What are you talking about? <laughs> you know, I felt that would have been unreasonable Quite to contest that. Uh, well, my Scummy Mummy confession is also latitude-themed. Um, so last night it was Pete's turn to go out. Uh, so I took Charlie back to the tent about 10 o'clock and we wandered through the faraway forest, which you mentioned earlier, which is all very lovely, all fairy lights, and he's in his little yellow raincoat, and I'm pretending I'm in the Bowdoin catalogue, and it's all <laughs> wonderful. And he's like, look over here, look over here. And he ran over to this spot, and this woman just leaned over and went, someone's just thrown up down there. <laughs> and I was like, that's... The moment just shattered. Oh. And he's like, what do you mean? And I was like, oh, God, let's just... Yeah. And then my husband came in at 5am, having had a very nice time, 
uh, and I had a row with him because he then wanted to at 7am he tried to do a wee outside the tent naked and I had to say there are children at this event nobody wants to see your Christmas turkey at no, 7 o'clock you. in the morning no. I'm not sure especially in the current climate I'm not sure Helen's children need to be subjected to that no no so it's been fun hasn't it yeah it has been it's been dreamy well I guess that's it for this episode of the podcast and for year one of scummy mummies hopefully not the last year yes one hopes <laughs> one hopes and we cannot say thank you enough to everybody who has downloaded the podcast listened to the podcast told their friends given us lovely reviews and we've had an absolute blast doing mm. so haven't we that's it we've had approximately 80,000 downloads since we began have we really yeah and we're now up to 88 countries we listen to, so that's very nice. Yeah, I noticed we had someone in Angola the other day. Hello, Angola! Hi, Angola! Hello, wow. Romania! That's yeah. very worrying. Hello, Saudi Arabia! Watch out, BBC World Service! <laughs> exactly! Yeah. Take that, Rory Kettle Jones! <laughs> Yeah, thank you very much, Viv, for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. You've I been laughed. wonderful. I, I actually, I laughed and I cried. Yeah, and, and I killed, and killed someone. So you've had a good day. No, I have. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah. Happy birthday, coming, mummy. Thank, thank you thank very you. much. Thanks, everyone. Until next time. Bye. Bye. I guess talk about the worst gig because you've got a show haven't you I've only just realised that they all rhyme with gig (laughs) (laughs) the new statesman is going to throw us out of this porter cabin we're going to get ejected from the latitude festival they're going to think we're off our nuts (laughs) are you high (laughs) do you know what we can speak out with a hundred weeks what in disguise I don't know what to say Viv I just I wish I could say she's not normally like this but that's not true is it I would say she's not normally like this when she hasn't even had a drink I'm so tired hold up what was that boring no flavour that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.